It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. It is a special episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show because, as I realized yesterday after uploading episode 24 and then heard from some of you wonderful listeners, I mentioned that I would be bringing up the Academy Awards, the Oscar nominations that happened on Tuesday morning, and forgot to circle back around to that. So, welcome to episode 24.5, a little mini episode for you. We'll spend a few moments today discussing the Academy Award nominations, because there is a lot to discuss about the Oscar nominations that came out. Now, if you haven't heard, 94th Academy Awards going to be going down this March. It is going to be live Sunday, March 27th. There's going to be a host this year. He, she, they have not been announced yet, but we do know who's up for the Academy Awards this year. And the power of the dog has led the pack 12 nominations, including Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress for Kirsten Dunst, and Best Supporting Actor for her real-life husband, Jesse Plemons. This is cool because this is actually a first-time nomination for Kirsten Dunst, which kind of mind-blowing considering she was a child actor for so long. I mean, you think back, Interview with a Vampire is, is where she really got her start, but here she is getting her first nomination uh, ever, at the Academy Awards, so good to see Kirsten Dunst getting a little bit of love. Uh, the fact that her husband, Jesse Plemons, they are married in real life, starred in the same movie, up for an Academy Award as well, is pretty cool to see a married couple uh, getting nominated, uh, you know, actress, actor-wise, in the supporting category role for the same film. Uh, now, Dune, film-wise, was the second most nominated movie. It had 10 nominations. It got Best Picture, uh, but other than that... It pretty much just got nominated for a lot of technical awards. Uh, no actor, no supporting actor, actress, uh, no lead actress. Uh, and, and and a surprising snub as well of Denny being let uh, left off of the best director. Uh, so, I, And I find that usually very weird that when a film gets nominated for best film that you don't see the best director nominated. Now, yes, I know that best picture wise and film wise, there are, you know, they've opened the category up. So there are more nominations for picture as opposed to director. But looking at the full list of best picture nominations, you got Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog and West Side Story. Yeah, Belfast director Kenneth uh, Branagh was nominated. Drive My Car director Licorice Pizza, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story all got nominations. But specifically Dune I find interesting with Denny as well because there was a lot of talk about that film and how beautiful that movie was and how amazing the direction of that film was where you thought that Denny was going to get a nomination and looking at the list of Best Director nominees, I think Steven Spielberg is the one that took that nomination away from him for Dune, which, let's talk about Spielberg for a second. He did get a nomination for West Side Story, which 
wonderful, amazing. Again, wonderful things have been said about West Side Story and what Spielberg did with that. But interestingly enough, him getting that nomination now makes Steven Spielberg the first director to be nominated across six decades. He's been nominated eight times in all, has only won twice. And looking at the directors he's up against in the films, I feel like this is Jane Campion for Power of the Dogs to lose. And if it's lost, if she loses it, it's probably Licorice Pizza or Belfast that takes the award. Now, Drive My Car, foreign film, could absolutely be like what happened a few years back when the incredible, incredible South Korean film Parasite came out and that just swept the Academy Awards, foreign film, best film, best director, all of that stuff, screenplay, and rightfully so. I, I still have not seen Drive My Car, so I can't, I can't tell you whether or not I really feel that's it, but I know the love for The Power of the Dog is very, very clear-cut in the fact that it leads to nominations, but that's not always a good thing. How many times do you see this film leads the nominations and then wins some awards, usually in the technical or the costume department, but then gets left off of the big awards? Doesn't win Best Director, doesn't win Best Film, doesn't get an actor or actress in, in, in the leading or supporting role, doesn't even get the screenplay. So I haven't seen Drive My Car. I can't really comment on that one. Uh, and honestly, I've seen that actually as a big, we'll get back into the nominations as well, but I've seen that as a big criticism as well for the Academy Awards this year. I know that was a big deal with Jimmy Kimmel. He has drawn a lot of attention for his comments about uh, one of the films being nominated for Best Picture, Don't Look Up, getting a nomination, but Spider-Man No Way Home being left off, and that has now caused a lot of debate of, well, Spider-Man No Way Home isn't a good film, from people online, which I think is garbage and bullcrap to begin with because Spider-Man No Way Home is a good movie. Just everybody has a different opinion on it. So there's been a lot of controversy for things like that. Don't Look Up was a movie a lot of people saw, but it seems to be a film that is you either love it or you hate it. There's no in the middle of that film. It is the last Jedi of Netflix movies from last year. You either love it or you hate it, and I feel that the majority I've seen on that film is a lot of hate that's gotten towards Don't Look Up. Uh, and it seems that the hate is, is is pretty consistent in the idea that it's a film that sticks around too long, really just reiterates its point over and over again, isn't as funny as it should be, even for a dark comedy, doesn't do a good job at getting the laughs. And then the other side of the aisle will tell you it's relevant and poignant and absolutely hysterical for a dark comedy. So I know Kimmel said, when does sour and depressed mean it's the best picture? Why can't we have happy like a film like Spider-Man No Way Home? Which I would also say wasn't really fully happy, especially when you get to the second act and into the third act and everything else that comes after that big second act moment that propels us into the final starts getting us to the final act of the film. But either way, a big criticism again comes from a lot of these movies were unseen. Drive My Car, Don't Look Up is very polarizing. 
Power of the Dog, I've seen a lot of people say it was a very boring movie. Uh, West Side Story did not do big money in theaters and was instantly considered a loss. King Richard, I feel like that was in and out. Licorice Pizza, a lot of people have seen, and there's a lot of love for that one. Uh, But yeah, again, a, a lot of people saying that these are movies that a lot of people didn't get to see over the past year, which is true, but that's... It's, you've, we've never seen the Academy Awards nominate the highest grossing films of the year. You know, Black Panther was an outlier when it got nominated because I've seen some people do that as well with the, well, it's not like Marvel gets shut out of these awards. Black Panther was nominated, so shut up about Spider-Man. That's one film that got nominated and it was a wonderful film and a gorgeous film and I love Black Panther, but, you know, to say because it got one nomination means Marvel films aren't left out of the Academy Awards, that that's garbage because they never get the nominations in the big categories. They get them in the visual effects, the sound editing, stuff like that. I mean, I can tell you this, and it's fact. David Ayer's Suicide Squad is an Academy Award-winning film. Let that sink in. That's an Academy Award-winning film, a film that a lot of people really hate on and and want the air and want his cut of the movie just like the Schneider cut but it wasn't a great movie but it's an Academy Award winning film so yeah uh, these films do get nominated and they win you know Black Panther won an Academy Award as well for costume design and rightfully so it was wonderful costume design film but to sit there and go well one got nominated for an Academy Award out of the 20 plus that have been made and this year, this one that everybody, critics, audiences, everybody agrees is a wonderful film from beginning to end, doesn't get a nomination by saying, well, Black Panther was nominated, you know, what, six years ago, five years ago? That doesn't help the case. That that doesn't. It's not an argument. It's stupid. Uh, some of the other first-time nominations, though, I mentioned Dunst was a first-time nominee. Uh, forgot to mention that her husband, Jesse Plemons, also a first-time nominee, uh, and then Kristen Stewart for Spencer got a nomination as well. Uh, That's really cool because that's, again, she's a first-time nominee. Uh, I feel like that goes to silence that aspect of the criticism of her, of the Twilight films, because I think that Stewart and Pattinson the most, since they were the leads of the Twilight movies, have really had a tough time shedding that error of what they made film-wise, and both of them have gone out of their way to move into the independent scene to take on more challenging roles. But I also think that Kristen Stewart getting this nomination for Spencer does show that Pattinson and her have always been great actors, but they can only be as strong as the script they are given and what they have to work with. The Twilight films were not supposed to be Academy Award-winning films. They weren't. And with everything that went on with those and the control that was given to uh, Stephanie Myers and all that stuff. Yeah. They were never going to be as good as I think people hoped that they would be. They weren't even going to hit the Marvel territory of, of taking the source material and expanding it to have a very modern telling and, and to be able to parallel the real world. It was always just going to be a fantasy about vampires, werewolves, power grabs, all this stuff, patriarchy, all that crap that the those films were about in a very soap opera-ish way. So seeing Kristen Stewart, as I mentioned as well, with Kirsten Dunst, another child actress 
that is now getting the recognition for the work that they have done. Uh, really, really cool stuff right there. Um, first nomination as well for Beyonce. She got hers for the song Be Alive from the movie King Richard. Now, she might have a good chance at winning that. Uh, I have put a lot of my bets into Billie Eilish, who was a first-time nominee as well for the theme song to the Bond flick No Time to Die. But Encanto, I think, is the one that's going to win it. And uh, it's up for Best Original Song. It is not We Don't Talk About Bruno, but it is the song used during the climax of the film. Uh, And it's an all-Spanish song. It's a gorgeous song. Listen, you don't need to know Spanish to recognize the power of the song. Uh, Take it from somebody who studied Spanish and went to Mexico and... You know, when I say I study Spanish, I mean I struggled to pass pass Spanish. As you can see, I can barely speak English. So there you go. But I struggled with Spanish. But the one thing that I will say about my Spanish that even my teachers always recognized, while I struggled to speak it and write it out, I was very good at reading it and understanding it because I was able to pay attention to keywords and then could kind of figure everything else out around it. So if you know what words for family and words for love and stuff like that, you can I, I can start piecing together what's going on. Gorgeous song, but what's really cool about Encanto being up for best original song is that that means Lin-Manuel Miranda, if he wins, will now have an EGOT to his name. So he'll have, he'll be... One of the few that has the Emmy, the Tony, the Grammy, and the Oscar, uh, I, I believe. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but I, I want to say it's it's not even a dozen people that have ever won that. There are a few that are close. I think like Whoopi Goldberg is like one off or something like that. She doesn't have a Tony, if I believe. So like, you know, there are people that get close that are always there, but he's got three of the big four and... My money is on Lin-Manuel Miranda. Again, the Encanto soundtrack in and of itself. I've talked about it on this show. The soundtrack, and we don't talk about Bruno, even though that's not the song up for best original song. And I think that's just Disney not recognizing or realizing. I don't want to say recognize, because they recognized Encanto was going to be a hit. They knew it was going to work. Uh, it's 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 a Disney musical. A lot of theirs always do great. I don't think that Disney foresaw how huge the album and specifically Bruno was going to be. I mean, it's it's been a number one song. It, the album dethroned Adele on the album charts. The song dethroned Adele on the single charts. So I think Encanto and Lin-Manuel Miranda, we're going to see some history with an EGOT at the Academy Awards. Uh, now, there are some snubs, like I mentioned, uh, Steven Spielberg was not mo- one of them, uh, because people felt he was not going to be nominated for West Side Story, which is why I think, uh, Denny was, uh, left off for Dune in that, uh, category. But the other big snubs, Lady Gaga and pretty much everyone that was involved in House of Gucci was left off. Uh, they only got one nomination for makeup and hairstyling. The Aretha Franklin movie Respect also got shut out, even though some people expected Jennifer Hudson's name would be in the mix for actress. 
Uh, now, Licorice Pizza and Nightmare Alley also both got nominated for Best Picture, like I said, but neither movie saw its actors recognized, which was something that people thought would happen. Uh, and being the Ricardos, the Amazon movie failed to get a Best Picture nod, and a lot of people thought that it would get a picture nod, that it would get a writing nod, all that stuff. Uh, but Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem were both nominated for playing Lucy and Ricky. Uh, I did mention Steven Spielberg up for Best Director, West Side Story. That makes him the first director to be nominated across six decades. But there is some other history that could be made in with West Side Story at the Academy Awards. Ariana DeBoise is nominated for Best Supporting Actress for playing Anita. Rita Moreno won that Oscar in 1962 for playing that role in the original. So that would be kind, that's kind of something to keep an eye on again. But yeah, the Academy Award nominations are in. Uh, and, when, and again, when you look through this list, there are some surprises. There are a lot of surprises early on. A lot of people left off. Uh, but for the most part, it, it appears that a lot of it is kind of as well. Like the power of the dog getting the most nominations is not that surprising. Uh, but seeing Dune left off of some things, that was surprising. Uh, West Side Story getting the love that it got was a little surprising, at least to me. I know a lot of people thought so, but I actually weirdly thought West Side Story was not. I didn't think Spielberg was going to get a nomination. I'll put it that way. Uh, and then being the Ricardos, the fact that uh, Sorkin wasn't shown as much love as as Aaron Sorkin is, is normally always showered at award shows. Like he is, he's in a he's he's an award show darling. It feels like, but to see him and his film uh, being the Ricardos pretty much get left out of a lot of things. Yeah, it, it, it is shocking. Uh, I do want to say, though, uh, it is cool that J.K. Simmons was nominated for being the Ricardos in Best Supporting Actor category. I uh, love me some J.K. Simmons. He's a hell of a character actor. And if you did not know, he also uh, does the voice of the yellow M&M. Yeah, he does the the more stupid Eminem in the Eminem commercials, especially if you go to the movies and you, and maybe if it's only a regal thing. Um, but I definitely see that Eminem commercial so many times with the, here's your mission. This is an envelope. That's JK Simmons. This is an envelope. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, that's just a little quick take, little quick thoughts on the Academy Awards, the Oscar nominations. Before I go, also, perfect timing here since this is a special quick half episode. Uh, so I want to get it out now. Early this morning, the new trailer, the first trailer, I should say, full trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom dropped. And wow, what a trailer. Uh, I am very excited. All of our legacy characters are back. Laura Dern, uh, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum. They're going to be joining, uh, obviously, our new cast of characters with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, plus some new faces coming in on Jurassic World Dominion. But yeah, the Dominion trailer is out, and if you have not seen it, well, lucky for you, I'm about to wrap up the show so you can go watch it. And if you have seen it, again, lucky for you, you can go watch it again because, yeah, I'm really, really excited to see what Colin Trevorrow 
and the gang have to conclude this version, uh, this new trilogy, but this six-film epic now that re- brings legacy characters in with the new characters. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, but we talked about it a couple weeks back where this will conclude this version of the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World, just this portion of the Jurassic franchise, uh, and then they will sit back, regame plan, and Universal will have something new Jurassic Park World, Jurassic franchise. I don't know why I keep doing Jurassic Park World. They'll have something Jurassic franchise for us because, well, hell, it's a great franchise, I love it, and yeah, I'm really excited for Dominion, and that trailer got me super hyped. So uh, that'll do it. Thank you all so much. Again, sorry that I forgot to cover the Oscars yesterday, uh, but you can see why. It's it's another 20-plus-minute episode, so if I had done this yesterday, heck, we would have been going for like an hour. So thank you all so much. Uh, have a great one. Make sure you check out the new episode of Zach Speak Easy, which is out right now as well on all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, uh, everywhere that you can find this show, you can find Zach Speak Easy, which is also a crossover Haunters podcast episode. Uh, Zach and Brooke from Haunters podcast, they were at Universal Studios checking out the Mardi Gras celebration. So they've got your food highlights, your drink highlights, uh, all that stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's a Haunters podcast episode. That's two of the three because I guess the third one wasn't invited. That's why I'm here talking to you about the Oscars. On that note, talk to you all next week. Peace and love.